Phoenix Overlook Pop Culture. Hello, everybody. What's up? Episode number 60, we've hit another milestone, and we're going to celebrate by talking about something really fun. This was my old phone before it fell face down and the screen cracked. It's no longer operable because I can't see anything. So there's there it is, Galaxy S2. I was on T-Mobile. Their little monthly deal, no contract, and... The screen, of course, the screen will shatter, but at least it doesn't really bend. Not really. You used to own the same phone. Yeah, I took it out just a second ago to show Thomas. Here's the phone. It's still in really good shape. I didn't, I didn't drop anything, mine or anything. I mean, I can right now. I can actually throw this one against a brick wall with this case, and they'll probably still survive. I've done it a few times out of anger on accident, but. Uh, this case, it's got a uh, this, this backing and everything. This is all rubber, and then it's encased in a plastic hard hard uh, shell here, where the phone actually sits inside of it. And there's a plastic screen over the screen of the phone itself, which has some felt on the inside to help absorb more. Uh, more impact. That's where the felt is right here to help absorb the impact. But here's the phone itself. It's the same phone that Thomas had. Samsung Galaxy S2. It was a good phone for a long time. I still like it. I don't see... I don't... I was going to say I didn't see you in front of the camera for a second. I saw nothing but blackness. Oh. Was that the felt? Oh. Oh, that's why. Oh, there you go. Okay, so it's like, what the heck happened? So yeah, it, it was... I started out with a little cheap Nokia phone from from T-Mobile. Wait, let me back up. Actually, K10 Royale was my first cell phone from Virgin Mobile, and that was back when pay-as-you-go was cost you an arm and a leg, especially if... But the good news about that was you didn't have to worry about having a contract or anything like that. And then I was like, oh, I'll go with the contract so that I have I can get a hold of people and be gotten a hold of without running out of minutes. And then from there I went to Straight Talk and got a couple of got the crappy little flip phone and then the little more expensive Samsung keyboard phone and then then from there, got like the Samsung Exhibit 2 4G. It's the exact same phone that I had <laughs> when I first got uh, T-Mobile. It was the Exhibit 2 4G. So, and it was it only had like this one gigahertz process, single core processor. It didn't have yep. much memory in it. It was just like. It was my first smartphone. It was it was really crappy, but comparatively, <laughs> at the time I loved it. It was fast. It was it was I was able to browse the internet and stuff while I was at work on break. Just, I bought it right after I started working for Walmart a few years ago, and I liked it. But when I after it started to get slow and old and clunky, I went ahead and upgraded to this two years ago, and then I bought the phone I have now. 
I I got this uh, I got this actually a year or two ago. Can't remember. Uh, and and at the time, uh, T-Mobile increased their options to something a little bit better. To where, you know, one day I um, saw a text message saying changes to your account were made. Found out, oh, I have a Wi-Fi hotspot on here now, no extra charge, because I moved up to their sixty-dollar a month thing, so I could get more stuff done at work while on lunch online if I wanted to. Or go anywhere there was coverage on T-Mobile's network, which their their voice and texting nationwide is actually not too shabby. It's where where you run into trouble is the data connection. Uh, their fallback networks are still at this time 2G or edge network, which is not very fast, and it's not always very consistent connections no. either, or stable. The, the, the two fallbacks that they have that it jostles between, depending on their location, especially in a rural area, when I would go down and visit my fiance's parents, it would bump me down to edge, and then if, if I couldn't get edge, or if I was lucky enough, I would get GPRSs from edge which is pretty much the same, except GPRS, I think, is just barely a little bit faster, but not by much. <laughs> They're both really slow. So, like, um, I, I, wouldn't, I would not be able to get on Facebook very well on this thing. And, 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 of course, you know, we both had the 16 gigabyte um, storage variant, and just it was just a dual core processor, just your basic stuff. This, this had ice cream sandwich on it when I first turned it on. Um, did yours have 2.3 when you first turned yours on? Because you no, got yours for family mobile. It had 4.0 as well. Uh, later on uh, that year, uh, probably a few months later, I upgraded it to 4.1 myself and when I did I lost the option to do Wi-Fi hotspots anymore which kind of annoyed me but otherwise it was not that big of a deal I didn't use it much anymore anyway so like you're so you were looking at the LG G3 discovered that and I, I don't blame you because um 2.5 gigahertz quad core. I went. That's that's. I'm pretty sure it's the same processor that's in your your Note 3 now. Actually, it's it's the uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon 8. I can't remember if it's the 801 or the 805, but it's it's really fast. The the LG G3 itself has an impressive screen, and that's really why I wanted it, just because I wanted to be able to watch videos, uh, surf the internet, and stuff like that. Facebook and extremely high resolution, which is a higher resolution than the monitor that I'm working on right now. And twice the res it's more I actually know four times the resolution of the camera that I'm using that you see me on right now. Because I've got a seven twenty P webcam. But it's a fourteen forty P screen on that phone on a five point five inch display. So, and it's uh, LG claims that it was the first uh, super H D or yeah, super H D phone 
uh, I think it's Quad HD is what they call it. Uh, first Quad HD phone out there, which is not completely correct. I was reading somewhere, and I can't remember where, but there are some other manufacturers in China and other places that have put out phones. Like I think one of them, which actually just signed on with uh, Ubuntu uh, to make the first Ubuntu touch phones. Okay. Called Meizu, M-E-I-Z-U. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. But um, they had a phone that had like basically a similar screen. I think it, the resolution might have been just a bit different, but it's just as good. And it came out just before the LG G3 did. Oh, that's not bad at all. Um, and so, but you went with the Xperia Z Ultra instead because of of price. Yeah, I got a really good deal on the phone. Uh, I'll hold it up for you guys just to see what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot bigger than you'd probably expect out of a phone, but here you go. It's it's a 6.4 inch 1080p IPS uh, TFT display. Um, it's got a 2.2 gigahertz Qualcomm Snapdragon 800 processor in it, the same the one that's in the Galaxy S5. It still only has 16 gigs of internal storage, but I had that storage is no longer uh, partitioned out like it was on previous versions of Android, like Android 4.0, uh, 2.3 all the way to 4.2, I believe, so, or 4.1, I think. It was partitioned out where you only could install like two gigs worth of apps onto the phone itself, and then you'd run out of memory, and then you'd have all kinds of other problems. But anyway, this one, it's I can use the entire uh, the entire internal storage for apps and stuff. So I've got plenty of internal storage, and I took the uh, SD card that out that I had in my tablet, which what I was using for like things like uh, I had Google Chrome and Google Drive and stuff like that installed on it. I wiped the SD card completely and put it in here because I'm probably going to be using it, putting lots of music and stuff like that on it. So I've got tons of storage. I will never fill it up, I don't think, in reality. But it's there. It's also it's got it's got an LTE chip in it enabled, so it's LTE enabled. But since I'm still on the T-Mobile network, I can't use that. I'm stuck at HSPA plus. So I still get 4G, and it's actually seems faster than it did on my other phone. And also, can uh, I'm switching almost all the time between uh, 4G or HSPA Plus and um, uh, 3G, which I usually never have 3G on this old uh, Galaxy S2. Right. But it's also, if you can see on the back, I'm going to hold this up real quick. Right above where the Sony is, right up here just below the camera, you see probably a little gray square. I can I can barely notice it. Yeah, but. barely, but it, what it is, is it's a, uh, it's the uh, NFC chip. If you know if you know what NFC is, it's near-field communication. Oh. Samsung came out uh, with one of their Galaxy phones. I don't remember which one. It might have been the entire series, but the, the, they, they showed the commercial where, like, two people were running down a bridge and they took their phones and they just bumped them together to share information. Like one person was listening to one song, the other person was listening to another song, and when they did that, it showed them what they were listening to. So it's a new way of communication because all you have to do is just take your phone and bump it up to another phone. 
It's just it's near field communication. It's just activated when it's nearby something else. And a lot more devices are coming out with it. Almost every device has it. The Galaxy S2 had it as well, and I'm sure your Note 3 does as well. Yeah, it does. And um, there's an app called Softcard Wallet, and it uses NFC with compatible point-of-sale devices. If you have relevant um, cards that they support in the accounts that you can link to this digital wallet of yours... It used to be called Isis Mobile before, well, the group <laughs> in the Middle East popped up and they decided to uh, change change the name of the application to um, kind of avoid a PR disaster, so to speak. So uh, that you you can use this, you can get like a cheap little stylus or or really any surface you want. Uh, mine does come with a stylus, obviously. There, here it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you guys another one of the features of this phone. Uh, now that you mentioned a stylus, um, Sony built this phone to where you'll be able to use whatever you, basically whatever you want to uh, draw with. Anyway, this this was just me using my finger the other day. I'm not sure if you can see that. Okay, um, like a little house. Kind of. There you go. It took That's a minute for the to adjust. But anyway, I can take my pencil here. And I'm, let me do this here. Okay. And let me see. Let me... I'm I'm picking my colors and stuff right now. That way, I'll show you in a second what it can actually do. Like I can, I'm using a pencil right now doing this. By the way, okay. So I'll change the color to yellow. There we go. Anyway, I can take my pencil. Let me let the camera adjust again. Okay, there we go. I can take my pencil, and I'm drawing on my phone with a pencil. So if you don't have a stylus or anything laying around. I've also put a screen protector on here, so I don't have to worry about that. So, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. And it's got a good screen on it anyway. But, yeah, I can draw using my pencil on my phone. Or I can take notes, anything else. I'm, I'm using my phone or my pencil as a stylus now. I'm switching between my tabs and everything. So it's, it's one of my favorite features of this phone so far. I, I really do like it. I like to see here. I'm just navigating right now with just the, the pencil. It's it's really interesting. I love it. And the the default little doodling app, one of the bundled apps in this phone is Sketchbook for Android, and and I can I can just yeah da da. da. I can well won't be able to really see it because it's not thick enough, but but I can choose various brush sizes and everything else, and and actually I'm gonna we're going to try to make this thing thicker. There we go. Let's see if this camera will adjust or something to it. Yeah, we can kind of we can see it better now. Yeah, I can see it a little bit. It's it's not very clear, but yeah, I can see that. And that's with your stylus, correct? Yep. 
And the cool part is that this this app lets you do multiple layers and things like that. Um, AskNote allows you to write various notes and sync them with the cloud. And and there's also something called Pen.up, PenUp, where you can share your work. It's a, kind of a social networking thing for digital artists. But... Um, but I I had to I had to I had to switch networks um, after after this thing fell face first to the floor and screen shattered or well cracked to the point where it was where you couldn't see anything anymore and after that I got this cheap little straight talk phone which was big mistake because the way it was partitioned you couldn't really install many apps or even very many updates to your existing apps. So you're pretty much screwed uh, with whatever you had by default. I'm experimenting with this sketching thing again with pencil. Oh, well, that's super precise. <laughs> I love that. I might actually but, back into this. <laughs> I, I don't know if this pinup thing is a Samsung exclusive or not. Um, I know the sketchbook for Galaxy is uh, is from Autodesk, but I had to I had to switch carriers, which in a previous in an older episode you all probably know more about that already. When I, I switched to Straight Talk again for a while. Because it was it was cheaper and actually had 3G coverage, except it was spotty and not always consistent, and calls would drop. And so finally, uh, my girlfriend um, kind of suggested to me that, hey, you know, be on my plan. That way, I can get a hold of you if I need to. And so we, we went into the nearest store and, and basically picked this guy up. And and the thing that's on this is an otter box so that it's just kind of – there's a – I believe there – I'm not going to take this thing off. There, there's It's like this hard shell on the inside with this rubber exterior and screen protector so that – so that it'll protect it from drops and everything else. Because mine, mine was out of necessity, and and she thought, uh, my girlfriend thought that Note Three would be the best fit for me. Because you know, I you know, constantly coming up with ideas, so something to take notes with, and and things like that seemed appropriate and she knew that I would start pushing the thing to its full potential which I've I've been kind of doing a little bit more or I don't use the stylus all the time but when I do it's I figure out something else that's pretty darn cool about it so but um but yeah, so Sony makes very, very good products. I'm I'm looking at the specs of this thing, and it's it's a pretty powerful processor that's in there. It's um, Qualcomm quad-core processor, and 
and already has KitKat on the phone yeah. itself. It mine came with 4.2 because I bought mine from a third-party uh, seller uh, retailer. The it's the same site I always use to buy like my computer parts and stuff like that. The one I bought my uh, fiance's laptop for from. It's uh, newegg.com if you guys are interested. It's a great site. Uh, you can get all kinds of stuff from there. But I bought the phone completely unlocked. I forgot to mention that earlier. But I did say that it did have an LTE chip. Um, so, like, if I decide that I want to go to Verizon or AT&T or Sprint or whatever carrier I wanted to go to, uh, Straight Talk, if I wanted to go back to Straight Talk again, because I had a Straight Talk phone a long time ago, but if I wanted to go back, I could with this phone. I do not have to go get a new phone. I can just cancel my service, just go to get a different service that day, then and there. Are you thinking about switching carriers at some point or sticking with what you have for now? Or I have been, mostly just for uh, uh, better availability of service uh, outside of just Warrensburg. Because here in town... I don't have to worry about it. I can go anywhere in town pretty much, except for the one apartment I looked at last week or the week before. I went there, and I didn't have any signal at all, and that was with my old phone. <laughs> so I don't have my antenna on my new phones any better or anything else, or that's just a dead spot. But if I go down to my parents' house or something like that, there's no service down there at all. I have to get oh, on the top of my bed on the second story of the building just to get service, and I really don't want to do that just to make a phone call. <laughs> so maybe in the future I might switch uh, carriers, but for now this is I'm paying very little a month for unlimited everything. So, And and their prices are not bad. T-Mobile has claimed that they were expanding out their network and everything else with the with – the, with some spectrum they bought from Verizon and everything else, and it, it didn't see it materialize before I had to switch over carriers anyway because the phone just kind of went up the chuck on me, and it, it was my own fault. I was reckless, but it turned out for the best, and I, I keep this thing to this day to kind of remind me to be careful with with the phones I have, and I, I dropped this several times before, and it wasn't an issue. But it went flat, and it was enough to render the screen inoperable. Inoperable, as in I can't see, and, and I can't see anything with it if I try to turn it on. So, but these aren't the only mobile devices we own. Um, You also you all you also own a tablet too. Yep, I've got it. Uh, okay, it's not sitting with me right now. And normally I have it sitting with me when I'm doing the podcast, but it's actually not much bigger than this, really. So I mean, I will give you a scope of what it is. We've talked about it before on the on the on the show. Um, I've if you've checked out my Tumblr uh, my Tumblr site, I put some pictures on there. I don't post much on there, honestly. I probably should post some more stuff, but I posted some pictures of it on there, and I got a keyboard for it and a Bluetooth mouse. It's the uh, Dell Venue 8 Pro. It's a really good tablet. It's not very good for what I was using it for for the longest time, 
which was as a laptop replacement, and it just does not, it doesn't do the trick for that. It does have a keyboard, and it has full capability of a uh, normal desktop operating system. It's full x86, so I can play Minecraft on it. I can play Fallout or whatever new, or any new video games that come out of providing that the tablet can actually run it. <laughs> the system requirements aren't through the roof, but I can, I can do it just like anything else. But it's just it doesn't have enough power, mostly because it's a low power device and it's uh, it's just it's not made to do some of the things I was doing with it. So I I've got another laptop that I use now, primarily for school, and my tablet's not seen much use since. I just use it every now and then while I'm lounging around the house. But now that I have this phone, I'm not sure if I'm going to need the tablet. <laughs> it's, it's, it this phone is not. Just a phone. It's a phablet, is what it's called. It's a different category, which Samsung originally tried to create when they brought out the original Galaxy Note, because the, I think even the Galaxy itself had a 5.7 inch display, just like the Note 2 and the Note 3. And this one beats that by about seven inches or 0.7 inches. Right. But it's it's a 6.4 inch touchscreen. It's almost as big as the Nexus 7. I've seen pictures of it compared to the Nexus 7, and it's not very small compared to it. But this phone dwarfs my old phone, and I'll hold them up together to show you. Okay, yeah, my, I can't see that can, too well here. I'll do it this mine way. can fit inside that screen, as you yep. said. And there you go. I'm holding the other phone inside the screen of my new phone. That's that, incredible. That's just how big it is. And, and the best part of all is it doesn't um, it does not uh, it doesn't it's not as bendable as say the iPhone six um, what's it called plus yeah the six plus it's it's Apple decided to finally bring out a phablet to the market that way right people, I guess people were wanting something different out of the iPhone I don't know. Personally, I'm not a fan of it. I don't think it. I think they should have stuck with the way they they were doing because a lot of phone manufacturers are trying to focus on bringing out super high PPI screens and everything else, and that's all well and good. And I got this one because this is what I wanted. Yes, this is what I wanted. But the thing that made the iPhone so good is because that the hardware and the software worked so well together that you didn't have to worry about anything. That's why people would get an iPhone. It was super reliable. It was durable enough. It wouldn't break and stuff like that. And now that Apple's decided to change their form factor of their phones, you start to notice problems. And I think that might be part of it. Well, backing up for a moment, the older ones, they'd shatter if you drop them. But with the right case, they were pretty reliable and solid. They, they did, but they could actually last while they were in your pocket. Now you can't even put the things in your pocket. And apparently anybody that criticize any media venue that basically talks about Bandgate or whatever you want to call it, Benghazi or whatever you want to call it, um, they're basically blacklisted from any pre-release demos or anything like that. <laughs> And and it sounds like the old old Apple, you know, where they 
they um, try to bully media again. Because I saw I saw this like on Google Plus, and I was like, oh. But um, ho- hopefully they get their stuff straightened out. Because now now you have Maddox. You know, the iPhone 6. And and he, he was talking about the, how the phones do bend. He's seen Wall Street analysts tweet how about how he wasn't able to bend the phone, saying he's, apparently he's weaker than, you know, these kids. Linking to a Daily Dot article. Um and he's seen the um, Consumer Reports brand tests, noting that even as flawed as they are, they their tests put pressure directly in the center of each phone they tested, not near the buttons where the phones are most susceptible to being bent, all sent in your pocket. Um, so... I guess that is the the flaw of the test. They're doing it from the center, not from where the problem is at, which is near the near the ends of the phone. So, um, I don't know if if a if a phone's bending too easily, would you take it back and demand a refund? I probably wouldn't have bought that phone in the first place, honestly. <laughs> I usually try to do some research on what I buy. Um, this one uh, this one was a little bit different because I had been looking at the LG G3 for the longest time. I was trying to see if I could... And I always get a case for my phone anyway because I know I'm prone to making mistakes. I'm human. <laughs> I, I know that. So that's why I got this gigantic, massive case for this this old phone that I have, which actually makes it heavier than this phone. This phone is extremely light compared to this one right now. <laughs> and it's actually just about as light without the case. Believe it or not. Seeing how big, how as big as this thing is. And with the material that it's made out of, it's got, um, I think it's polycarbonate exterior, so it's, it's really hard plastic. It's not metal. It may be metal. I don't know. It's either metal or polycarbonate. But it's it's sturdy and durable, and it's got a brushed metal finish, so it looks like metal. Um, um, are you able to hook yours up to an HD TV? Probably with the right connection, I can. Uh, because as far as I know, the only uh, hookup I have is a uh, micro uh, USB slot. Because the LG3 said HDMI is supported through SlimPort. Oh yeah, SlimPort technology is going to be a new uh, thing that you're probably going to be seeing coming out in a lot more phones now. I think the uh, Nexus 5 was either supported or it does support it. I do not remember which. And I think the Galaxy S5 supports it as well. And and I believe with things like the like the Chromecast. That's gonna add an, even more of an ability to just kind of broadcast what's on your phone or tablet to your um, to your TV anyway. Okay, so a slim port is literally just a micro USB port. It's just I think part of it is how the software interacts with it. Cool. 
Um, at least, at least you currently own a tablet. I I used to own a ViewSonic G tablet, and got rid of it after finding out that it was not able to connect to the Android marketplace, which eventually became the Google Play Store because of um, the from custom firmware that uh, was put on the UE that was put on it. There had to be an over-the-air update just to add the traditional Android interface launcher to the whole thing, and and apps had to be installed by going to some third-party online store where APKs were downloaded and sideloaded in, you know, sideloaded, and <laughs> I eventually got rid of the darn thing because it just. It, it just wasn't going to cut it. One day I will own I will own an Android tablet again, but it'll probably be when I get one for free because um, – and yes, there's a way to do that. It's called it's called let everybody give you non-winning Missouri lottery scratchers ticks, Powerball tickets, and what have you, and entering them online for points for prizes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds horrible, but but most people don't take the time to enter those things in, and they actually have some really, really good stuff on there, including including Android tablets, um, HD TVs. So there's also other stuff too, but but yeah, it's um, I think think probably have to do an update on getting electronics for free or cheap. That was actually our second episode, technically, so <laughs> that was a long time ago. Are you going to get an Android eventually, tablet? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm probably going to keep my Dell menu for a while. Um, one one tablet I really thought about getting uh, was uh, the Nexus 7. The new Nexus Seven that came out late last year. It was the. Uh, it's got a um, full 1080p display on a seven-inch tablet, so it's, it was pretty. It was at the time a pretty cool thing. Or I could go with the Nexus Ten, which has a uh, 1600p display on it, so that's pretty good too. But I'm not sure if I want to carry around that big of a tablet. So I don't know. But I've also still have this new phone, so. It's pretty much my tablet for a while. Yeah, I noticed. Well, that I think that just about wraps up this uh, episode. We'd like to know what type of uh, devices you have, mobile devices you have. Do you do? You, are you Android? Are you are you, are you more of an Apple person? Even with with recent issues with the iPhone six. Or are you are you a Microsoft person even? Um, Windows 10 is going to be coming out. They decided to skip nine, I guess, because 10 sounds so much better. And even though some publication ironically did an April Fool's joke on it, which came true, I guess. Um, feel free to let us know. We have a Google Voice number where you can call, leave a message. We'll actually include your feedback in a future episode of our podcast, 660-474-0345. Just call, 
uh, leave a message. Let us know what devices you normally have. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, um, and Twitter. So <laughs> I think that's we're the practice. Maddox is supposed to show up and say, quit, <laughs> quit reading off all your social networking sites. <laughs> well, nor- normally I point out the website, thenextreport.com, where you, we have all our social networking sites on there. We're Mainly, mainly those places are gateways to here, and that's all they act as. And every now and then we post on Tumblr. I, I post on Tumblr every now and then, just not all the time. But um, but but yeah, it's it, it's a good point. And and um, yeah. <laughs> two things before we wrap everything up. Uh, one. Um, I, I've I've noticed at least with my girlfriend, there's the I keep having to use last names because there's two Stevens. It kind of gets confusing, and I, I don't think she's the only one that can get confused. Uh, which one? Huh? What? Um, this particular Steven has a nickname at work called it, they call him Shaggy. So from henceforth, to avoid confusion, we shall call him Shaggy or the Shagster, if he prefers. Either one works for me. <laughs> um, There's a second, story behind that too, and if you guys want to know, you can always ask. <laughs> um, and I think that'll be a future story for for future episode, possibly. Um, the the second thing I. Uh, kind of want to talk about the last episode, uh, which you know, trying to get back to having something on there every Monday, doing the best we can. Hence, why recording this today, so those who frequent YouTube kind of, kind of get first dibs. There was the there was the whole thing called GamerGate for those who may have missed the last episode, um, where an individual named Zoe Quinn. Uh, who published a game called Depression Quest, was accused of sleeping with her boyfriend for the sole purpose of getting um, positive reviews, coverage for her game. But uh, digging deeper, um, Stephen Kelly talked about how when he wrote for a publication that he did run into type of issue of game game media like they cover video games and everything else video game journalism and how they don't always interact appropriately with video game companies and unfortunately it's because video game companies are dictating how their games are covered too many times and and he it was noted how when banner ads start appearing for certain games, nothing negative is mentioned at all until those banner ads were gone for fear that that revenue stream would just disappear. Um, He was even, in one case, asked to bump up a rating he gave a game, but he he refused. Uh, For quite a while, I kept asking, why does the next report exist at this point? Because a lot of the stuff that was going to be talked about seemed to be going mainstream until 
ran right into this issue. There was a lot of yelling back and forth. Uh, there was accusations of sexism and what have you, which that is an issue, but and harassment was uncalled for, frankly, on both sides of this debate. But and as noted by you know Steve, he basically said there were really no good guys in this, and he was right. Um, there were people who were caught in the middle. Um, gamers who want, just want to enjoy their video games, who were brushed, broadly brushed with the term misogynists, etc., etc., so on and so forth. And even mainstream publications kind of glossed over certain things. I'm like, that's why we're here, or that's why the site was put up in the first place, because there are certain segments of the population who are misunderstood, who are misrepresented, and and that's why the next report exists. So I did post something on Tumblr explaining that the, the you know the Zoquin incident kind of reminded me why, because there were people caught in that kind of crossfire online. And both sides t either tend to forget or n not really care that their actions in the cyber world actually have an impact in the real world too, and they don't. They don't always think about that. So, uh, keep an eye on the website because there's definitely going to be more more content on there, and the social networks are still going to get used, but they are going to be used what they were meant to be used for, gateway to the website. So that's my little spiel. Do you have a, do you have a rant of your own? At the moment, no. Maybe maybe later in the future. I did, I did want to say <laughs> that I liked, I liked what you said. I've read that on Tumblr as well. I, I agree completely. It's... It's, um, it's what we should be here for. We should be bringing more content like this to the users. So um, maybe there's something. If you guys have any ideas of what something or something that you think might be uh, good for us to cover, uh, anything that you might think, uh, think is interesting, if, or uh, if you guys have any feedback, like Thomas said earlier, we've got a Google Voice number. Give us a call. Uh, send us a message on our social networking sites. I'm not going to list them off, <laughs> but you can you can get a hold of us either way, or you can you, you can even contact me on my Facebook page or my Tumblr page. I mean, there's always you can get a hold of us. Just let us know. All right, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. Uh, for those of you who stumble upon this on YouTube, um, you get first dibs at this episode. It should be available next Monday on our official um, podcasting page. We're now, if you like an episode and you're on the relevant social network that's listed, hopefully they'll add more. Um, please support Podcast Generator. Uh, if it weren't for that project, the podcast would kind of, um, it'd be a lot harder to do. Hosting the files and everything else is easy, but setting up that RSS feed would take quite a bit more work. Um, they're the reason why you suddenly see those little 
buttons saying like on Facebook, plus it on Google, plus, or tweet it on Twitter. Um, the last episode actually had 10 likes, so... <laughs> Good. So, yeah, it's, so that's... So that is... That's awesome. That's that's showing that that at least in those venues, more people are uh, noticing. Anyway, this wraps up this episode. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about the ways our entertainment has been changing. Um, hence why we talked about these guys in this episode. So stay tuned for next episode.